sorry, it took me a little bit there. I was trying to get live. I was trying to get live on the website for some reason. We were having a little bit of a hiccup, and now it's all, I think it's all good. Well, you know, hiccups, they happen. Especially if you're Aurora. You hiccup every time somebody makes you laugh, you start hic hicking upping. But I also have another little hiccup with this computer. We're going to be replacing the video card soon. So that was a nice, um, that was a nice weekend expenditure, but I guess I need things to write off. Then I'm going to get fined for not writing it off sooner because that's how the IRS works. Um, but welcome to a new week. It's starting on a Tuesday. It's the 30th. We have Rich Barrison tonight for our root cause analysis. Our serial of shows that we've been doing together, and to, uh, this is the, the May edition. I have a lot of things to talk to him about. You know what the thing is with Rich when he comes in? I get to look back at the last four weeks, and I see all the stuff that's happened since he came on last, and it's sometimes it's a, a quarter of a year's worth of stuff in four weeks, if not more. We'll have plenty to talk about tonight. Tomorrow will be great because we have a guest in studio, in the form of Mel K. I don't know how long Mel is going to be a New York resident, so I'm so happy that she's coming by, and we're going to be hanging out here in the studio. That'll be fun. That's on Wednesday, May 31st. On June 1st, that is Tuesday, I think. Thursday. I think we might be having a call with the Zells. Either way, we'll be cutting off that show around 8.30. Around 8.35 p.m. Eastern Time is when Book Club Session 1 of 4 begins for Shoeless Joe by W.P. Kinsella with my co-host this time around, Charlie Robinson. Good time it's going to be had by all. You best believe it. I'm going to jump into those, the, those chapters tomorrow. I'm going to jump into those tomorrow, so I'll be able to... Be on top of my game by Thursday. But if you're in the, if you're in that uh, book club, which anybody who's a monthly subscriber can do it, could be a part of it live. The official thread is already up on the forum, so go get in on that. Put all your thoughts, your analysis, your questions, and we'll work off of that in session one. So then I'm going to be on Rich's show, Rich Barris's show, on this Friday, June second. We have Audit NY coming into the studio on June 7th. Leo Zagami on with me June 8th. Timothy Alberino on June 13th. John Doyle, June 14th. I had something else in there, too. Oh, next Wednesday, June 7th, I'm also going to be a guest on Anomaly's show for the first time. So that'll be nice. I don't know what time that stream begins, but I told him. I told them what times work for me, and uh, we'll see what happens. That could be next week. So a couple of big things. At the end of June, I, should, I, I could say, I should be able to say it now because I confirmed it last night, but we have booked George Norrie, coast to coast, AM George Norrie for, for June 29th. So we're going to have a, a, a telephone call with him for a little while. I can't wait to put together some some uh, questions on that one and then also already building a couple of really great guests for july and about to put somebody down for late september october right now so we're building up 
good ideas throughout the seasons and and sprinkling people in all over the place and don't worry we've got you covered on the nightly on the nightly fun on quite frankly and i'll have a little bit of an update on what's going to be happening with the next book club we're going to slip in a title in august i'll let you know what's going to come then and you're going to love this one i've talked about this book a lot but we're going to do it we're going to do it in august and then october will be the godfather so keep it all in mind all right well let's jump into what we got going on tonight how about that into the daily what is this the uh the grab bag, the first one up here is Daily Mail. Check this out. Headline, just 33% of the $90 million that Black Lives Matter received in donations. That's the $90 million that were on the books. That they received in donations went toward helping charitable causes. Only 33%, a very Masonic 33%. As Shock Report reveals, co-founder's graffiti artist brother was paid over $1.7 million. Yes, but he was very talented. A new report shows that Black Lives Matter donated just 33% of its wealth on charitable causes between 2020 and 2022. One of the group's main benefactors, oh, that makes even more sense, because if you go back a little bit farther, we're talking hundreds of millions. Uh, One of the group's main benefactors was Paul Cullors, the brother of co-founder Patrice, who received over $1.7 million in salary and contracts. It has recently emerged that BLM is suffering a financial crisis after donations tanked amid reports of opulent spending by board members. And this is why, ladies and gentlemen, even if there were a case for reparations, which there isn't, it would be a bigger waste of money than every federal program since FDR. You know, of course, because this is essentially Patrice Cullors and the rest of her coven already received their reparations, and it was the cash bonanza that we all knew as BLM. And look, waste, fraud, debt, insolvency, bitterness. It's just one self-own after another. One self-own after another. But um, so there you go. The skim was strong with this one, as if you couldn't smell it. Here's another thing you could have smelled. A mile away. Left-wing extremism linked to psychopathy and narcissism, a study claims. This is from the New York Post. Left-wing extremism is linked to toxic psychopathic tendencies and narcissism, according to a new study published in the peer-reviewed journal Current Psychology. Based on existing research, we expected in, uh, the we expected individuals with higher levels of left-wing authoritarianism to also report higher levels of narcissism, the authors wrote. As a result of the new data, study uh, study authors Ann Crispins and Alex Bertrams have coined a new term for the psychological behavior known as dark ego vehicle principle. Dark ego vehicle principle. According to this principle, individuals with dark personalities, such as high narcissistic and psychopathic traits, are attracted to certain forms of political and social activism, which they can use as a vehicle to satisfy their own ego-focused needs instead of actually aiming at social justice and equality. That's the entirety of the United States government. And of course, some of their, some of their lower-level um, appendages, like BLM, see here in particular 
Certain forms of activism might provide them with opportunities for positive self-presentation and displays of moral superiority to gain social status, to dominate others, and to engage in social conflicts and aggression to satisfy their need for thrill-seeking histrionic people. The study on left-wing authoritarianism also showed that many times they do not practice what they so-called loudly preach or so loudly preach, we know that much. Social justice is often just a guise for these activists to behave unhinged, the research noted. An individual high in LWA might declare anyone, left-wing activism, to be old-fashioned who's opposed to their own progressive values, strive to suppress free speech to regulate the expression of right-wing beliefs in, uh, in educational institutions, or even endorse the use of violence to reach their own political goals, like when, when Chris, uh, Chris Cuomo very, very eloquently explained the, the difference between a good punch, a noble punch, and a bad punch when Antifa started beating people with bike locks. Then we realized it was really just everybody's school teachers during their night jobs. Beyond using any means necessary, people of privileged backgrounds who are aligned with left-wing activists often use their narcissism to mask activism solely about themselves instead of achieving social equality for struggling groups. Quote, minority groups should be made aware of the narcissistic enemies from within their activist movement. Yeah, well, people like Malcolm X tried warning them, but then he was killed like everybody else who's worth a damn. From within their left, uh, left uh, activist movement, there are, the, uh, as these individuals would hijack their cause, thereby reducing the success of the activism in many ways. Again, Malcolm X spoke very, very direct to the issue, on the white liberal especially, very direct to it. And nothing has changed, it's actually gotten worse as everybody on that side of the aisle has completely overdosed on, um, on drugs. Anxiety medication, antipsychotics, depression, all the drugs you can take, statins. Statins are probably driving people crazy at this point. All right, here's another one for you. I want to bring this up with Rich, too, because I want to see what he says about this. It's very indicative of a lot of things. This is just Canada, but we know that this is going on in the United States now, too. Canada's euthanasia, again from the Daily Mail, euthanasia free-for-all gets wilder, a quarter I've seen some people report up to a third. A quarter of people now back lethal injections for the poor and the homeless. Critics slam shameful attitude in world's most permissive program. Alarming number of Can uh, Canadians want to expand the assisted suicide program. It's already the world's most permissive with 10,000 deaths every year. Campaigners warn of slippery slope to ever more state-sanctioned killings couple more years, their assisted suicide death rates are going to outpace American gun deaths, which are mostly suicides, by the way. American gun deaths, about 33,000 a year. A little over two-thirds of that is people killing themselves. Canadians should have no problem with that. I don't want to hear a damn thing from Canadians about gun violence once their assisted suicide numbers eclipse the two-third mark of our of our gun-related deaths in this country because the other third of that is all gang violence for the most part um but yeah 
Campaigners warn of a slippery slope to ever more state-sanctioned killings. So a quarter to two-thirds. A survey released this month found that more than a quarter of Canadians say being impoverished or unhoused is a good enough reason for a doctor to inject somebody with a deadly cocktail of drugs. Even larger number of respondents said assisted suicide or medical aid in dying, as it is known, made, should be available to those with disabilities, mental illnesses, or who cannot receive medical treatment. Remember, we're not talking about terminally ill anymore. We're not talking about terminal cancer, ALS. We're not talking about things like that anymore. And even that was controversial to a past generation. For some, the poll of 1,000 adults show that Canada has careened into a euthanasia free-for-all since it legalized procedures in 2016. More than 10,000 people end their lives under the scheme each year. And as you know, Vermont just became the first state in the union to allow non-citizens, non-Vermont citizens to come there just to be killed. Which, you know, you can call it suicide, state-assisted suicide, but I'm going to go get killed. You're allowing it to happen, so there is a suicidal edge to it, no doubt about it. You can't, you can't divorce that label from it. But you're asking somebody to kill you. It's so morbid. I had a great Memorial Day weekend, by the way. <clears throat> Coming, seeing things like that is... You wonder what the hell's going through people's minds, but I think it's, I think it's just that we're 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 losing focus of the good stuff. And if you had anything of a peaceful, unplugged weekend, and for the most part I did, it just was very nice. It's very nice. So, thankfully, we're it's the it's a season for bringing some really good, nice, nostalgic things to the show as themes. So we have we have. Uh, Plenty of good stuff to OD on, as well as creepy and weird things, too. I have a lot of things building for another Antarctica show that I, I've been waiting to do for a while, but whatever. Hey, here's another thing. Over there in Russia, more of these kamikaze drones have made it their way into Moscow, which is just a couple of hundred miles from the Ukrainian border. But they are... Um, this is from the sun other people are reporting it in different ways here's the headline from the sun putin blitzed kamikaze drones strike in earshot of putin's palace as mushroom cloud fills the sky and worst attack on moscow since world war ii now i don't know what these things are they look like little propeller planes they look like model airplanes they're so weird looking and here's a random drone strike sparked explosions in several buildings, including a block of flats. So here is a drone strike, the damage from a drone strike in an apartment building. And again, what was this meant to do? There's superficial damage to the building. Uh, it broke a couple, a couple of windows, but what is that, an air conditioner unit? got knocked out is hanging from i don't know so for you know for for people who are or somebody that's going after putin that's sending these these drones into russia what the hell are these cockamamie stupid drones what are they now i guess it looks like from some other 
from some of the shots that some of them are shot down in midair. And then others, I guess, driven into the ground. There's a mushroom cloud out there. Was that from the drone or was that from the projectile that took the drone down? Because if the drone did this kind of damage to the, to, the, to this uh, this building, it, it's, it sounds like or it looks like it's of the same kind of strength of explosion as the one that flew over the, um, you know, the, the, I don't know. That other building in in Moscow weeks back, where it, ba- it barely made the the flag flutter, didn't take out the flagpole. That's for sure. It made the flag flutter. It's like, what is this? And again, the Russians don't need to 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 send these drones to attack themselves. They don't need to do that. They have plenty of predicate to lash out at the world right now. So I, everything's weird, and more of this going on. So um, that's what we have. 7.13, we'll do a little bit more later on. I think I may have to get off a little bit earlier tonight because the guys are coming by again for um, for the band. But I think we might be able to push this to about 8.25 tonight, 8.30. So let's get started because I want to uh, get rich on the air and have some fun. So don't go anywhere. It's going to be a great week, albeit short. And I'm glad you're with me. Um, I did not I was not able to share all of the links tonight So if you can get this out to anybody you want anybody you can from whatever link you want to share go right ahead and help me out because I put a Promotional tweet out there before and I left the Saturday night time of 9 30 p.m In the tweet and I was pressed for so much time. I just had to delete it before people got confused. So My bad if you can give me a hand help me get it out and I will be right back. What an ass. Hello. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! an East Coast beat for you. It's good. It's real good. I don't have a lot of uh, full rap albums in my in my personal collection. I jump around. I sometimes go on shuffles and certain playlists and whatever. 
but I listen to a lot of Mob Deep. It's good. But anyway, sets a tone for a Tuesday night in New York. And we're going to be bringing on our buddy Rich in just a second. He is the director at Big Data Poll. That's People's Pundit Daily. I've got his locals link in the description of tonight's show. And there's just so much to to talk with him about. We'll get to it in due time. I want to do a couple of things real quick. First of all, I have to say, if you have not listened to Saturday night's show, you must listen to Saturday night's show. It was one of the best Saturdays I've ever done. It just felt so good. Such a good flow. Just me here all by my lonesome taking calls. And uh, we were talking a little bit about ghost towns. Ghost towns. But then we started taking calls on what people's greatest adventures in their lives were. And we got through a nice number of calls. We got through a couple of legendary ones, though. A really great one. First first one that, first woman we had call in was amazing. That we had, And then we talked uh, later on in the show with a guy named Robert who explained how he was fired from a job. He collected a couple of his personal effects. He grabbed his canoe, and he essentially canoed from, like, Missouri to Mexico then dragging his dragging his canoe across desert highways, finding waterways again, going up all the way up to the Pacific Northwest, tracking Lewis and Clark, coming around the top, coming back. He it was it was an incredible night. I mean, it was just a good good show, good humor, uh, good grab grab bag items in the in the front. If you want a show to just chill out to, especially late at night. And just let your brain drain on something wholesome and good. You gotta listen to the Saturday Night Show. Trust me on this, and stop missing them. All right. So, uh, but I have a couple of pictures here, Robert. I said, listen, you gotta. We gotta see this canoe. Here's a, a picture of him. He had somebody take a picture of him dragging the canoe across one of these highways. There he is hauling ass. And here's another picture of the canoe itself. Said so that thing's got some miles on it. Surprised he doesn't have a name for it. Maybe he does. I didn't ask. But he also has a lot of videos of his his trip uploaded from years and years ago. Remember, this is from two, the year 2000. This whole trip went down. But um, So there, I want to throw that up on screen because if you listen on Saturday night, now you have a visual reference of the settings and the boat. The boat itself. What are we going to do? All right, well. I know what we're going to do. We're going to call up Rich. We're going to drag Rich in because I have no more patience. I have no more patience whatsoever. Hey, Rich, you there? Hello? Audio. Audio sounds great. What is it? What, what the hell you got going on behind you today? Are those, Is that bags of, of, of nuts and pretzels and stuff? Dude, four Patriots letter. Patriots.com promo code TPP10 at checkout. Get yourself a Patriot power generator. <laughs> and then over here, that's jam and bean, brother. I got to send you some. Yeah. Send, tell Laura where to send it, and we'll send you some. They're oh. amazing, man. Okay. Amazing. You, you said jam? Jam men bean, like J-A-M-N. Okay. Gotcha. Bean. Yeah. Promo code TPP40 on new subscriptions my gosh okay but uh they are literally the only k-cup on the market frank that's a real medium roast 
K-Cup. I didn't know this. Uh, they had to do a whole bunch of R&D on it. But if you go to the store and get like a Starbucks and they claim it's a medium roast K-Cup, they're lying. It's not true. It's a, it's a dark roast that just has like a little less in it most of the time. And then I'm wondering, okay, what do you fill the rest of the K-Cup with? And they showed me. They pulled it out. It's like a styrofoam wafer. That can't be good to boil in a in a Keurig and to drink. You know, all, I, I have had some decent Dark. cups of coffee with those Keurigs. I've had, and when they're there, and it's a it's a holiday, and everyone's like, "Hey, super hey, take easy. whatever, super easy, pop it in." It almost feels like you're loading and unloading a shotgun, and it feels you kind of feels cathartic. <laughs> it, does. It, it feels cathartic to throw it out and put another one in. Who wants some more coffee? You lock it. <laughs> You know, but um, yeah, I, I I always felt weird about really heating up those thin plastic cups. Yeah, and uh, well, doesn't look right. No, doesn't it doesn't feel right. Right? I mean, it just doesn't feel right. And uh, and I'm at a stand up desk now. I'm oh. never going back to sitting down. This thing goes up and down. It's you can put different settings in. I think I'm at the right size. Um, we're doing a lot of changes here. There's gonna, you know, if we're gonna have a live background, why not? You have to see it more clearly. So, you know, we're gonna move to uh, totally different. I don't know, um, you know, how everybody else does it, but uh, the old uh, this HDMI thing is is constantly a, a an expense to get another cam link to get another yeah. cord because they Brent bend. So that, and, uh, you know what? Check it out. Watch this. She just hasn't done it yet, um, but she's got this crazy design going on with these like hexagon things that are going to be all over the wall. Oh, that's uh, going to be good because all our maps are like tile maps and cool stuff like that. She's got plans, man. It's going to be cool. Just got to grin and bear it for a while. Yeah. Oh, well, I, you know what? Well, you and I are probably on the same timeline because I have a uh, a new yeah. office, a new home office that I that is is about to get built in uh, in the next two or three weeks and it's going to be built with some uh sound specifications of mine as well because i want it to be a secondary broadcast uh, uh setup so that i don't um you know I, I don't have to leave the house if we got a blizzard that comes through or anything sure. or i could just go live at a moment's notice and i'm not in my bin laden basement you know <laughs> it, it, I, it, but you it, had superstorm sandy you had to deal with that Oh yeah, you know it can happen. Oh, I know, yeah. but I, I, but not we we were not in that kind of a, a zone well, as far as damage goes. That, that was more so like Queens and yeah, yeah. The, uh, of course, Long Island always gets that head on, but yeah. we were we were pretty well insulated from that. And um, but yeah, absolutely. A moment's Are not... you trying to dual purpose it for I, for the band? Because I'll be honest, I'm not a fan of digital recording. So I'm trying to have at least some of this equipment that I can use for dual purpose because I write original songs and I want to record them, but I'm old and I want to do it the old way, Frank. I don't want it to, you know, some like double miking an amp, but some of those mics are fantastic for doing podcasts and shows, uh, you know? We haven't we haven't miked an amp over here, uh, Rich, in, I can't even, we haven't miked a drum set and I, I haven't triggered, I mean, all my drums that we record with they're already triggered so we're taking right the yeah. the midis and all that stuff out of there but i have we have not mic'd a a drum set in that old school mic sound many I years do. well that's an art I, that's an art form in itself P people think yeah. that they can just throw uh you know mics around some aerial mics <laughs> and some it's they have no clue it's an art form to mic a drum set like that. 
Yeah, it doesn't work like that. I wish it did, but I like the live sound. You know, I really do. But over the years, people know if they if they know what we're talking about, they know that it's gotten uh, extremely hard. Well, everyone's just moved to digital and interfaces and stuff like that. And uh, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to maintain the old Jubilee sound. And you know, I know you can get a program to make it sound like a Jubilee, but I have a jubilee. I want it to sound like that. You know, maybe this is something I got to talk to you about. I'm serious because you probably can give me pointers. I'm, I'm not kidding. Well, it's been a while. Some of my 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 band members who will be here tonight, that my uh, my guitarist and my bassist, they're like the real gear tech heads. Uh, Anthony, he knows enough to be functional in his studio. He's producing all day. I mean, our 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 band works out in the next room. It's 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 not only it's not only oh. built for recording, but it's built for broadcast. We're going to be doing another live stream performance sometime soon, but yeah, if you want any I can I can hook you up with uh, people and questions and all that stuff. But yeah, with for sure. And by the way, you ever do any kind of like live stream performance? I I want to see this. Oh, Come on now. Soon. I'll 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 send you the link. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I would love to see it. I mean, Tim, I knew from uh, going to his show, doing Timcast, I mean, obviously, uh, guitars, and I knew he was kind of dual-purposing his his uh, space, although he's got a great, you know, podcast setup. But And I knew he worked on stuff, but uh, I told him, you know, next time, man, you know, let, let me know, uh, because it, it's just, I missed it. Totally missing. It's always fun. It's good stuff. I like to hear what different people come up with. Well, I do. Yeah. Well, well, if you ever up here in New York for some godforsaken reason, we'll jam live on air together. Oh, that's got that's that's got to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's got to be the godforsaken reason. We're plugging. We're plugging I mean, pl plug play over here. People would love that. I I know they I would. Would. They would. They would love it. They would. I guarantee you. There's comments already. <laughs> I haven't looked at this, certainly. Oh, man. Well, that's good. See, every this is what I was talking about before. I have a lot of things to go over with you t with tonight, but these are the things that make us keep feeling like the juices are flowing, that we don't need anything else to, to... If we keep plugged into what's going on out there, it almost feels like our lives are required to stop and stay in place and spin our wheels in mud until the world corrects itself. But the world ain't going to correct itself. In fact, we're on a, a pretty weird trajectory right now, and who knows when it's going to get better. So we have to be able to put our minds into things like this to, yeah, I guess to uh, maintain a little bit more in control of our lives that, uh, you know, it it's over in a flash, and we need to have some fun. No, oh, it sure is. It sure is. You know, just uh, today I tweeted that, this morning. I did not, not so many words, but... I'm putting my daughter on the bus, and it's like tomorrow's her last day of uh, like the big test at the end of the year. And then the rest of the week and next week is really effectively nothing. And that's the end of elementary school for her. Oh. And I'm like, one day she fits from the palm of your hand to your elbow. You can hold her whole body right here. And the next day she's getting on the bus for one of her last days of elementary school. It's just like that, folks. Just like that. Um, I know. I'm having all Enjoy those. Enjoy it. I'm having Enjoy those it. moments. I'm having those moments myself, my friend, and and yeah, that always calls me back. So, um, with that, with that, let's let, let's uh, put on the the incubator gloves and put our mm -hmm. let's put our hands into the damn incubator, the lead gloves into the incubator, and let's talk about some of this nasty shit. 
because you uh-huh. have you have good insight. You know the you know society pretty well. You ha- I like your your uh, your outlooks, but you also have data driven insight as well. This Durham report that happened since the last time you were on with us. How's that yeah. playing with people outside of those of us who knew the entire time we were being psyoped into the final American civic cataclysm? You know, I got I got to say this uh, that uh, just to, as a to preface, you know, the answer to that with this um, for a while polling the Republican primary, for instance, uh, it was static for a while. You know, DeSantis was a bit in free fall, but then he kind of stabilized in our polling between like 16, 19 percent. And Trump stabilized around, you know, 58 to 62. But then, you know, it, it, Trump started hitting the seat, you know, the top end of those ranges and not falling anymore below 60. And in some of these districts we're polling where we'd expect him to be weak, we'd, we'd think and, and prior he would come in at like 45 because they're more educated districts, or let's just actually say from now on, I'm going to try to say not educated, but uh, credential. All right, credentialed by academia, because that 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 insinuates people who don't have a college degree aren't like educated or smart. And I know a lot of smart people who don't have college degrees. I know a lot of dumb people who are educated, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just say credentialed. Um, but there was nothing to my mind. And DeSantis, by the way, would start to slip the more hanging out around 16, 17 routinely and not even coming near 20 anymore. And in my mind, I'm wondering what in the Sam Hill is going on. Like, what happened? Trump was focused on policy. That's true. Some people said that. and But that's not really it. Somebody else told me there's so much going on in culture. And the bottom line is only Trump has this, like, universal name recognition and this image of a fighter and if you think the world is spinning out of control and crazy and that you're like under assault your way of life is you worry about your children maybe there's some validity to that because his support among people who have children who are under 18 but not yet school aged has increased quite a bit and it doesn't matter if they have a college degree or not uh so maybe it is what some people suspected and told me and i was kind of thinking myself a lot of people who even Republicans, they're still out there who really didn't think that Trump was right about this the entire time. And then then you have John Durham basically release what is the detailing of an administrative coup, a nonviolent administrative coup. And at the end of it basically says, I can't charge anybody because the jury system's broken. I mean, this is what he's I mean, that is effectively what he's saying. It's the Durham report is probably the saddest piece of paper ever an indictment on our justice system that in this area where these people committed these crimes and committed this hatched this conspiracy i can't get a conviction so there's like no point and by the way the that, FBI, that, that was corruption that was... or is it cognitive bias i mean it's and frank i people i think some of them were shell-shocked by that report. Well, let me like, oh wait, wait a second, Rich. Happened. Where would it, did he actually? Because I didn't, I didn't read that deeply into into it. Uh, w- was he actually in some way articulating that that was the reason why there's no charges even filed ceremoniously or symbolically? What, like, what, what did he explain? What did he express about these? Range of the uh, report. And, uh, you know, right before he gets into, is this corruption or cognitive bias? 
And that's basically what he's trying to say in that report. I wish he would have been a little bit more forthcoming about it, but everybody knows what he means. He means there is absolutely no point to charge anybody because he cannot secure a conviction. So uh, where do we go then? What does that leave for people you know, who want some kind of um, accounting, if that's the right word? And the only thing that they, and I think somebody was right about this, suggesting this, with everything going on and then the Durham report, I really think the only thing that some of these people can think to do is support Donald Trump. So he bounced up a little bit. DeSantis fell down because one of the worst things uh, DeSantis could have done was how he reacted to the indictment. No one's going to ever. This is something I people really, there's a lot of delusion out there, Frank. Millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars is not going to change how Ron DeSantis bungled the indictment how Ron DeSantis bungled the issue of Ukraine where he stands on you know, these issues. Um, what is that money gonna be used for? It's used for ads that claim that Trump shipped carriers jobs overseas. I mean, so that's the kind of stuff we're gonna see that they're gonna put hundreds of millions of dollars behind. And I just don't see it changing the state of the race. I just don't. It's always something else with these people. They get so mad at you because you release a poll that then later everybody confirms you're right about, but you're the first one to do it. So you're subjected to their nasty hate and vitriol. And two months of free fall, it's uh, wait until he announces. Wait until he gets on the campaign trail. Wait until he fires the campaign manager and replaces him with somebody else. Soon it'll be wait until Iowa. We got our ass kicked there. Wait till New Hampshire. Wait till we get creamed in South Carolina. Wait till Florida. And then I don't know. I mean, other, I've seen this story before. So <laughs> I'm not kidding. In 2015, Rubio's people, say a lot of the same people around DeSantis, by the way, convinced Marco Rubio that he was right on the heels, surging uh, before the Florida primary. And public polls were coming out. And even I, not to defend Patrick Murray over at the Mammoth poll, but he's like, listen. He's on with this guy who's obviously a shill, and he's like, if Rubio wins his primary, I'll, like, eat my hat. It's not going to happen, but we had to deal with it, and I still just see this going on. So, you know, everyone always asks me, I don't take the question at it. Well, maybe I'll wait, and I'll let you pose the question. You know, I don't know what, where you want to go with this, but I just don't see the changing direction. The Durham report, I think, was like a straw that broke the camel's back. I remember in 18, Frank, Pulling uh, Dana Rohrbacher's district again, he Harley Ruda was challenging him in Orange County District, and uh, he suffered obviously from a lack of turnout. But what caused that lack of turnout was millions of dollars Michael Bloomberg had spent in that district, saying Dana Rohrbacher is a Russian agent. He's trying to cover up Russia collusion. He really did. I mean, Michael Bloomberg's millions really did convince you know double digit, low double digit Republican support from women to to go to Harley Ruda because they really did believe that Dana Rohrbacher was a traitor, right? So I think now there's an interview with Comey, and I'm not, there's oh, I'm gonna very, play, very you know, few people. I'm gonna okay, play that. I'll shut up and let you do it. You know, you again, yeah. since you brought it up, let me play it right now. It's a, it's a short, he's, the one on MSNBC, right? Yes, that's right, L exactly. Listen, okay, everybody, listen to this. People in law enforcement. This is James Comey on MSNBC. People in law enforcement, which matters. 
So as for the Durham report, 300 pages, four years investigating the investigators. One of the things that did come out of it was that procedures, regular FBI procedures were ignored, that steps were, were missed along the way in this investigation. In fact, Director Ray said when the report came out, yeah, we acknowledged that a couple of years ago and we've changed all that. Those changes are already in place. Do you acknowledge perhaps that some mistakes were made along the way? Oh, definitely. And they were found four years ago by the inspector general. So there's nothing new ah. in this new document. So uh, what were some of those mistakes from your point of view? Oh, that the FBI didn't communicate clearly the status of certain sources. They didn't double check certain information before putting it in a court application for a foreign intelligence Ooh. wiretap and a bunch yeah. of others. Uh, so, so, Rich, a misstep here, a harmless bumble there. And oopsie, we just happened to paralyze a nation investigating a sitting president for effectively four years if you account for the warrantless spying during the campaign. And it's and just, it, he's yeah. just, and he's sitting there in front of another fucking book that he's, that he's hawking. Oh narcissist. my God. Got him. He's a narcissist piece of trash. Got him. The four year ago revelation he's talking about is Inspector General Michael Horowitz, who said that the FBI not only a few times, routinely violates the Woods procedures, which are, folks, the only thing that's in place to protect us from uh, basically Stalin like investigations by the federal government using or abusing the FISA court, the FISC, right? And when that report came out, he attacked. Michael Horowitz, all of them did, who was always seen as a straight up shooter. He's a Democrat, by the way, but always seen as a straight shooter like Jim Comey once was uh, to Chris Christie and Newt Gingrich and all these people now, uh, you know, who are obviously full of crap and have been for a long time. Uh, the bottom line is they did not just outline these Woods procedure violations that he would like everyone to think is something that we knew about four years ago. He what he detailed was a conspiracy by the government and a pro political campaign using, by the way, uh, information launderers. And they concocted this conspiracy to undermine and subvert the first uh, a candidate, then the president-elect, then a duly elected president. Frank, the irony of all of this, and Durham absolutely puts it out, the only collusion was with the Clinton campaign and a, the only Russian collusion, at, 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 uh, to, to the point even further, was with the Clinton campaign and Igor Danchenko. And this is not about not vetting sources. At many points in the road, the FBI had already had the information. They knew this was fake. They ran a dark art campaign against the American people. They turned the power of counterintelligence that they use against the Ayatollah, that they use against any regime that they don't like and want to topple. By the way, Ukraine, they turn those weapons against you and me and everyone watching and everyone at home. What they did is unforgivable, not to get you in trouble or anything, but it's the truth, man. The FBI is a criminal organization. They always have been. The Justice Department is run by a bunch of ideologically possessed nutcases who have no respect for the rule of law. And he goes right back into the Donald Trump would be a huge threat to the institutions that really hold up our systems and we're us being a nation of laws all these years later. Oh, the Durham report later. And he's still parroting that line rich when i listen to james comey he's a narcissist right? oh i know oh i i know Narciss i know i know and when i listen to him 
I realize why they needed to give someone like Stuart Rhodes 18 years in prison. Because when people like Rhodes know, they know how screwed we are. And even though he didn't walk into the Capitol that day, Stuart Rhodes, the feds needed to fire a warning shot to show everyone out there who does know that we are running out of peaceful options to be heard. James Comey should be locked away for life at least. At least. Instead, he's giving his tired aw shucks routine on msnbc again promoting another fucking book i mean he this signed that affidavit when he knew it was a lie right that's like lying you know you lie to a federal agent about something stupid even if it's an accident you're going to jail he can sign his name under penalty of perjury and nothing happens to him this is yeah. it, it, it can't go on like this and I think the political effect of it is that people have no recourse other than to once again elect a wrecking ball who goes in there and destroys everything. Because I think he was a little bit too subtle this time. He's talking a little crazy this time. Uh, or last time he was a little too subtle. He's talking a little crazy and voters are telling us that's just the right crazy. Just the right amount of crazy. And let's look, no matter what these you know uh, non-Trump candidates, surrogates, shills and influencers say you're not getting that from any of their candidates all right let's be clear as soon as that came out what did you hear from team desantis well we have to reform the justice department there is no reforming the justice department you can't even fire andy mccabe without when trump being gone them basically reinstating his entire benefit package there is no reforming it's not possible we need resignations now who resigned nobody nobody's going to resign nobody's afraid of you no one's afraid of your candidate you're a laughing stock they're going to have their affairs behind their spouses back and text about how you smell when you're in walmart that's it that's your life and none of your candidates are going to do a damn thing about well, it one of them is a one of them is a deep state prosecutor let's get real man let's get real one of them is a deep state prosecutor so what what are you going what what are they going to do? I well my question is uh, I I would love to see somebody who really has nothing left to lose keeping it real. Go, go into the oval office and just just really make some mess of the place. I would love to see a true bull in the china shop. But again, yeah. um you know, I there's it's going to be very hard to to shut the doors on all this stuff. I think it's just Oh yeah, you know, well, no matter who the hell it is, but you know that from certain people, you're not even going to get a fight. You're going to get the, the lip- difference is effort, Frank. Yeah. Right, the difference is effort and the lip and service I, about reform. Yeah, I think that uh, now, especially when you're a target, right? So think about if you're uh, Donald Trump, you try to work within the system. You're a businessman. You try to build relationships, make nice, right? Even though you can see that they don't want you, they can't stand you. Uh, but then when you leave, you go away. They then try to not just like, you know, beat you politically. They're trying to put you in the ground, man, or either behind bars or in the ground. So the reason why you're going to get effort from him that you're just not going to get from anybody else is the same reason why there's so much effort to push back against him from the administrative state. Both sides are fighting for survival. The rest of everyone else is just fighting for political ambition. It's really that simple. So let me ask you about another pointed question about DeSantis, because when he did his little coming out party last week, I started saying to myself, and I I said it on air, then I saw somebody put a a two-tweet thread out 
about what they think is going to happen. And yeah. it really mirrored a lot of my initial thoughts because I said, well, listen, here, here's the whole thing here. There is no chance that DeSantis beats Trump. There's no chance whatsoever. I mean, you, you look at it, you, there's no way that nobody has a 45-point swing. There's nothing, yeah. okay? It's, it's never happened, Frank. It's never happened. So my question is, it, it's a little disturbing to me to see how serious some people still treat DeSantis almost like they almost like how the media goes out of its way to ignore the fact that the Ukraine war was always going to be a loss for yeah. Ukraine that they, they, they but they Very never good analogy. you know why why is it they don't that they don't want us to consider it's impossible for for DeSantis to win now you say money my question is this I here's a here's the thread this guy Gordo yeah, Stevens said this he said Trump gets hit with some charges and is likely imprisoned. DeSantis has given the GOP nomination last minute rule changes that prohibited the nomination of someone under indictment. Election is rigged for DeSantis to prevent a right-wing revolution. DeSantis governs as a uh, governs as a Bush-style POTUS and the status quo is maintained while the suppressing nationalist unrest under our guys in the White House for another 4 years. Now, I I didn't go as far as to all of that. But I did say that the only reason why DeSantis would ever win a nomination is because the left and DeSantis's backers would have successfully lawfared Donald Trump off of the campaign trail, leaving well, they're, him. And they're very much in in some cases you're talking about the same people. So when you say the left and DeSantis's backers, like for instance, what's going on in Texas to Ken Paxton right now, you're talking about the same people. Dade Fallon is a liberal. He just has an R after his last name. His second in command, his right-hand man, is DeSantis's peep. So this, uh, and the House just impeached him. They want him out of the way because he's very popular and they, they want at least to compete some parts of Texas. But the first part of that tweet is not only possible. I mean, this is actually a plan. The strategy on Team DeSantis speaking to donors, I don't know if you heard the leaked audio, but uh, I can tell you, because I know people are intimately familiar with the strategy, um, some that used to be friends, you know, they not only are, they're not only computing that somewhere along the line, Trump will be indicted and that goes to our political calculation. They're banking on it. They're banking on it. Ken Cuccinelli uh, started the Never Back Down pack and pushed uh, DeSantis among, well, along with his wife and others, probably more than anybody else to run. Um, oh, by the way, a never Trumper has always been a never Trumper, tried to engineer a uh, delegate coup on the floor of the convention last time, uh, although he was pushed out. Um, he wants super delegates. See, on numerous occasions, he has floated the idea of Republicans uh, changing uh, the rules and electing super delegates, which is something Republicans used to have a great pride in that they did not have like Democrats, a bunch of elitists who think they know better than uh, the voter and that those delegates, that's why, by the way, for people who don't know this, that's why Republican delegate counts and nomination battles um, to clinch the nomination, the number of delegates is a lot less because they are only granting delegates based on the performances and primaries and caucuses. Democrats have so many more delegates because they have super delegates and you can sway those super delegates even if they're from a state that you know candidate a won, they can vote for candidate B they just don't care now it has been the long term history that Democrats with super delegates tend to move the way the population voted uh, but over all in all Frank um, they could if they wanted to 
rob somebody of a nomination. Mm-hmm. Ken Cuccinelli now wants the Republicans to become more like Democrats right. and have elitist superdelegates. And if for people who don't think I'm telling the truth, I mean, he tried this already. So, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, ask John Fredericks, uh, you know, what, what his take is. He'll, he'll tell you all about it. Uh, the fact is, that is a, not only a, uh, a hope, but a plan. I don't see somebody winning a nomination for a party when uh, the main front runner is a former president, to- still beloved. For all these people who say he's unpopular, Frank, he's had the biggest image turnaround, the fastest image turnaround of any former president uh, many of us who have pulled this for a long time have ever seen. Rasmussen, Emerson, Harris, Harvard, what, how, Harvard Harris, they all, including us, show, and although we're less favorable to Trump, that we're all seeing the same thing. Now, what used to be this negative 18 favorability is now negative single digits, and then the, the intensity is not all on very unfavorable. Trump's image has rebounded because a lot of normies are just thinking life was better under Donald Trump. Things were better, and while he's a pain in the butt, uh, and also, by the way, he's not on Twitter, so he's not, you know, tweeting anymore, and people aren't covering it every single day ad nauseum. Things have just changed. They have. This is a different environment, and the country views Donald Trump differently than they did four years ago, and that's something that Team DeSantis miscalculated on as well. Not just DeSantis, but everyone. You have a bunch of people who are just running for VP and cabinet positions. That's the truth. But you do have some that really believed they could do this. And listen to the leak audio from DeSantis's team. He was fed bogus polling data and he made bad he made bad decisions based on flawed assumptions and he's going to pay the price for it. Well, he's either pay the price and or play the perfect role that has been designed for him because we've got got to see where this all this all ends up. As I told a few people in private who asked me about this too, I said essentially is this, um, if there if Donald Trump is the nominee, I'm going to toss that man a vote. If he's not the nominee, I probably won't vote for president ever again in my life because th- yes. because that, yeah. that will be the sign for me. That I'm it so is, glad you said that. It's Frank. over. I am. It, it, that'll be the sign. There's nothing, nothing that should stand in, regardless of who he is, what his platform is, what you think about him, his known associates, what, it doesn't matter. There is nothing standing in his way of at least getting that nomination. And, and there shouldn't have been anything that stand in his way of winning a third term. Pretty much, but if they're not even going to let him compete this time, that's the only way he doesn't win the nomination. And at that point, then you know there is no more even illusion of choice anywhere, at at any level. So the hologram is not even being projected. Yeah, it's over at that point. I'm glad you said that because what you're doing right there, what you just said, is you're speaking for this huge chunk of people that has no representation in the media, on social media. The question for us this time, you know, you get the headline numbers, this matchup, this horse race. For me as a pollster, it gets all very boring after the 10th election. Yeah. So I always look for like the, the, the things that are critical, that matter most. And what we, we've been the first pollster to do this. We're the only one to do it. Trying, we all know there's an anti-Trump vote. We all know there's a Trump only vote. The only question is which vote is bigger. It's very clear for the last six election cycles, they cannot get this group of voters out. Um, And where we're at now is the obvious conclusion based on our polling, based on what other people have shown, even the Marquette poll I used last week to explain further that of course we are right. When you give people the choice to either vote for someone else or not vote at all, 
DeSantis' support collapsed in the state of Wisconsin to below 40. It was at 37 or 38 percent. Trump's, meanwhile, remained in the 40s, and he still beat Biden, right? There are no head-to-heads. It's not real. That's not how it works. You can't tell the vote, tell me who you're going to vote for. And then in the real world, you don't point a gun to their head and force them in the voting booth. That's not how the world works. People just won't show up. And it's been very clear to us for a while now that the Trump-only vote dwarfs the anti-Trump vote. It dwarfs it. It's not even close. So, I mean, this is like uh, something that those people are not being represented. No one's speaking for them. And Republicans, because of this, are at risk of fracturing their party. In a, it's so significant to, to an extent we have not seen since 1992 since a huge chunk of the Republican Party post-Reagan didn't like the neocons, didn't like the rhinos, and they broke off and became pro-voters or, you know, the reform party voters. But, you know, there were a lot of people who just didn't, Ross Perot was not viewed as, he wasn't racist, he wasn't viewed as a racist. Later, they tarnished that party number, trying to get those voters to come back to the Republican fold. And what happened? Bob Dole didn't happen. They wound up getting two terms of Bill Clinton, a guy who couldn't even win more than 45% on a good debt. So that's what happened. This time, it is like the Ross Perot coalition on steroids. We're not just talking about largely white working class in the middle of the country. They are urban non-whites, white working class in the middle of the country, culturally evangelical. They don't go to church every, every week. They may not even go every month, but culturally, they're evangelical. They can't stand the woke stuff, and they don't trust any other Republican not named Trump to do anything about it. They're not for fair tr- uh, free trade to the extent that it may hollow out your neighborhood. They are not for illegal immigration reform. They're for immigration reform, period. And they want reduced levels across the board, even for legal. They're not going to be- you know smile while you bankroll some ridiculous tax loophole for a corporation while you try to sell it as an economic stimulator like this is not who they are that's why trump won those states in the rust belt that nobody else has shown any evidence they can win frankly it's one of the most ridiculous arguments i've ever heard that trump is unelectable but somehow candidate b as an alternative or candidate c is i will tell them the same thing i told bushies and cruzies all through 2015 Point me the Rust Belt states that you're going to win to get to 270. Because it's not there. They're not going to vote for a Republican. It doesn't exist. You need Trump's only, Trump only, Trump normie, whatever you want to call it. You need that vote. There aren't enough of you. And you're not going to get suburban women and educated white people who look down on Donald Trump. You're not going to get him in high enough numbers. That's exactly what happened to them in 2022, Frank exactly what happened to them. So while they're spending a half a billion dollars in a primary, weakening the party, because by the way, that's another lie. It doesn't make you stronger to have a competitive primary. Everyone in this business knows, Joe Biden knows, that's why he's trying to shut down RFK. He doesn't even want to have a debate. He wants to move South Carolina up. Because in the real world, back on planet Earth, where people study this for a living, it actually hurts the party when that happens, especially if they have an incumbent or a quasi incumbent it leads to fracturing and you're going to end up with 20 right now we're at 20 percent 20 percent of trump's vote will not vote at all 
another 16% of them would consider third party or another candidate. And Robert Barnes and I have tried to explain this to people for a long time. How do you think you got Obama Trump voters or Obama Obama Trump voters? Yeah. Because they're not Republicans. They're not even, you know, they're Trumplicans, but they'll vote for a Barack Obama before they'll vote for Mitt Romney. They'll vote for a Joe Biden before they vote for Ron DeSantis. And you can call them every name in the book, but that's the reality. So sometimes we have to live in the world that's real and not the fiction we've created in our minds. Well, you know, you're talking about that coalition, that kind of like Ross Perot coalition on steroids. We have uh, ur- worse, Frank, urban, urban non-whites, and you have the, the evangelical, cultural, even, all, all these types right there. It makes me wonder, because it, here's the other thing there, too. We're seeing at the same time, the and the Atlantic just published something on this today. I read it, and I, I, I can't believe that they hit publish on it. Latino white supremacy. You heard about this stuff here too? Yeah, I so, saw it. I didn't read it, but somebody sent it to me. The way you can tell that there's, you can tell that they, here's here's the, uh, the the screen grab of the of the open there. The rise of Latino white supremacy at a time of rising racial violence. Latinos are potential perpetrators and potential victims at the same time. So if you want to talk about the the, the freakout with managing coalitions and seeing and seeing certain people slip away and and oh my god it, it Latino white supremacy Frank I just did a poll uh, for and just full disclosure I did it for uh, John O'Shea who's running for the 12th congressional district nomination Craig K Granger is the incumbent there she's your very typical uh, rhino bushy you know and uh, Trump supported her she stabbed him or she stabbed him in the back as soon as she could even though he made it you know overt uh, all he extended olive branches overtly after she told uh, you know the media that he wasn't uh, qualified to be president in 2016 his moral character was insufficient so he he went through all this trouble to try to reach out to her and make nicey nicey with her She's like 80. If she runs, then that will be John's opponent. If she doesn't, they're going to try to stick another rhino who's the current mayor right now, fourth worth in the race. And she's like, right as we speak, trying to do inclusivity training and add all this crazy stuff, this woke stuff. That's who they want. I pulled this district because I'm thinking, well, we pulled it for, for, uh, for the O'Shea camp. He's a good friend of Ken Paxson, who's under attack right now, in case nobody noticed. Um, but... We pulled it and we asked people a question we've been asking everywhere. If because it's, it's Texas and you, you can vote in a primary if you're there's if you're not registered as a Republican because of course there's inference. It's not like that. So you could be a Democrat and independent. It's it's an open primary. And of the Republicans that we know are self-identified Republicans, we asked them, "Do you identify more as an America first, do you identify more with America first Republicanism or with traditional Republicanism? Um, and we'll say there's been a lot of talk about the direction of the Republican Party, blah, blah, blah. It's, first of all, it's a majority is America first, 50, 56 to uh, about 25. And with the rest of them saying they're unsure and we know they're full of crap because we know their answers to other questions and we know who they're supporting in the primary. They're supporting America First candidates. So they just don't want to say they're America First because it's a very wealthy area, very affluent area, very uh, credentialed area. So this is an area you would think if Trump's going to be doing poorly against DeSantis, this is it. 
Instead, he's clobbering DeSantis 52 to 20. And this is the Fort Worth area, right? When you look at whites, whites are only like 56, 22. Hispanics were 83% America first. <laughs> 83 <laughs> That's why. There's your Hispanic white supremacist. It's so, oh man. White supremacists. Wow. This is, but Frank, this is why they can't perform like Trump in Texas. This is why they lost all those seats down in even South Texas, even though this is Tarrant County, Parker County. Uh, again, it's more urban and it's not in the uh, South of Texas, obviously. But I'm saying that Donald Trump wins this vote that they can't win. They just can't do it. And if the party would just be more, if they didn't spend six years resisting him, entertaining fake conspiracies of of collusion, Russia collusion, might I point out, by the way, we were talking about before the you know what Jim Comey and his narcissist re- response, the House Majority Whip was shot over this lie. Does anybody care about that? Yeah. I'm not going to say his name, but the FBI couldn't scrub it. Scrub his Facebook page fast enough, or at least ask Mark Zuckerberg to do it before we went and pulled as many posts as we could. That man, his motive was clear. He thought that Donald Trump was a traitor who colluded with Putin, was an asset of Putin, and that Steve Scalise and all the Republicans in Congress were enablers of the traitor. And we can't do anything about the traitor until we get rid of the enablers. And then he went and took a gun and started to mow down Republican lawmakers who were practicing for a charity baseball game. So Jim Comey and his his infinite virtue, this is what he did to us. So when you say, and people think we're being hyperbolic, Jim Comey should probably spend the rest of his life in a jail cell, right? And you have all these, oh, that's hyperbolic. Jim Comey signed at least one of those warrants when he knew it was a lie. He was a key player in this hoax, in this conspiracy to subvert a president. That conspiracy diluted a nutcase who then went and shot Steve Scalise. Folks, if this was turned around, and we were talking about a Democratic president who ever was sitting as the director of the FBI at that time would be in an orange jumpsuit right now. Without a doubt. Does anybody seriously believe otherwise? No way. And by the way, this is a big thing. Republicans, if they just for six years did not resist this guy and just adopted his policy, maybe you don't like him, maybe you don't like his attitude, but at least be halfway intelligent enough. No, no. At least not be a simpleton because you have to be one to not see the opportunity electorally speaking. You have to be. Either that or you're just totally a crook and America First represents the end to how you do business, so you just don't want anything to do with it. But if they had done this, then those people, they would have voted for Myra Flores. They would have voted Republican in Texas 15. Instead, they lost 34, they lost 15, right? Mm -hmm. They didn't do that much better with this so-called, you know, coveted, suburban female vote it, it's not there it, it's I'll not coming you, back those people are the future it's the mid it's, it's the midwit it's again it's the wave of midwits um uh, in the middle that's that right. are, it's it's what you're they always can't read a census frank I no mean, no well, but that's the whole thing though stupid you said that it, it could be and i love that assessment there about they don't they don't like seeing business that has been set up for generations now that they have now inherited get upset in any way shape or form but the one thing you can say is that even though there wasn't any cooperation between the GOP and Donald Trump and that they had worked to at least uh, keep him moderately hamstrung the entire uh-huh. way 
keep him in yeah. orbit, and then, yeah. then deflate his balloon as soon as they can. It's clear, especially when you bring up uh, Hispanic voters and also local Hispanic politicians in places like Texas, that Donald Trump's influence has been felt in all the right places, and it has it has warranted a need for that very same FBI to rebrand white supremacy as something that's brown. And it's it's I'll tell you, I told I said this I said so it's rich it's so wild how white supremacy has suddenly become one of the most diverse socio political categories on earth. All colors, all opinions are are welcome. All of a sudden, it's an extremely inclusive form of extremism. Frank, you remember American History X? You yeah. remember that movie? Mm-hmm. American History X? They're going to be American History Latino X. Same down the road soon. Latinx, I mean, this Latinx. This was a movie that talked about white supremacy in reaction to the overwhelming waves and floods of immigration from Latin American countries and places like the San, San Diego and the Valley. And this is it, it, fast forward from Ed Norton playing that role to now. We've lost our minds, totally lost our mind. Anything goes, anything. If you're not in the hive or you somehow were in and you break out of the hive, then you will be labeled something like this. Um, you know, they're trying to scare these back people back onto the plantation. That's what they're trying to do. And uh, you know, whether or not they succeed certainly remains to be seen, but I'll tell you this, It'll be a lot easier for them to succeed if Donald Trump is not the Republican nominee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that simple. Oh, yes. These people don't like Republicans. They don't even know what to make of the Republican Party. Well, if they, it, like you, you, like you said like before, Trump. it's like you said before, Rich, if, if for some reason Donald Trump, and I, again, this has nothing to do with analyzing him as a— That's right. It's just talking about what is the situation with people— baseline stuff for example as you said before there are more and more people out there that are not looking very deeply into things they just know as a matter of kitchen table economics their life is not better right now and it, it. And, and whether whether they didn't like him they thought he was uh you know a, a carnival barking moron or one thing or another their life was better before and um and 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 the bigger thing here is that with what we have laid in front of us the immense unpopular, uh, unpopularity, I would just say the indifference that people uh, have for people like Tim Scott, Ron DeSantis, who completely overplayed his hand and was led into a slaughterhouse by people who, I, I, don't, I don't know why they're doing this, unless he's being set up to catch the windfall of a nomination when they lawfare Donald Trump off the oh, campaign I know. trail. They, that, that, that tweet is 100%. I mean, they want that to happen. And if that happens... And they don't think that there will be blowback from the Rep- from the Trump only vote. They are convinced, and I'm telling you, I have a friend who's now over on Team DeSantis, they be- he believed it. He really did believe the line they sold him, which is that there's not gonna be this blowback. They're not gonna be mad at Ron DeSantis over it. They're just gonna go out and vote for Ron anyway because they hate Democrats so much. That's not true. Many of them vote Democratic when they go out. Many of them voted for Barack Obama not once, but twice. Some of them voted for Barack Obama twice, then voted for Trump, but then voted for Biden and are now back on the Trump train. You're not going to win these people. They're eating funguses, bro, growing out in the yard. I don't know what else to say. They don't live on planet Earth. It's it's just, at this point, laughable. Absolutely laughable. You know what they're going to do if he was the nominee? If they he was to 
catch the windfall, set up from lawfare. Do you know what they're going to do? The one thing I disagree with that tweet over, and I'll, I'll say is this, Democrats are never going to roll over and give it to Ron DeSantis just to placate us or you or him or her. They don't give a damn what any of us think. They're going to make sure that they harvest as many ballots as it takes to beat Ron DeSantis, which is probably going to be a lot 65 less. million. Yeah, a lot less, right. 65 million, not 81 million. And, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, uh, it, they, they don't give up. They don't give in. I'll tell you what they'll do. When they get a hold, finally, of his records, and when they tell the American people, it doesn't matter if it's fair or not, I'm telling you what they're going to do. They're basically going to turn him into somebody who was just there to witness Abu Ghraib, to somebody who was basically putting the panties on the guy's heads themselves. All right. When they're done with Ron DeSantis, he's not going to be somebody who was just the cool teacher everybody liked. And maybe once in a while he showed up at some of those parties. Oh, no. The New York Times is sitting all over those stories. They're going to find girls who are going to say things that he should not have been touching this one, that one, hanging out with this one, was alone with that one for unknown periods of time. They're going to crush him. They're going to crush him like a little ant that you step on because you don't even notice him on the way to the car. Oops. Yeah, They're going to yeah, crush him. Because those press conferences, the the, the strong arm press conferences that he gives in Florida only will work in Florida. Um, yes. It, it only right. would There's work. no in... adoring legislature waiting for yeah. him. This that... isn't Tallahassee. All right. There aren't three new media companies that you created just to cheerlead for you. No. Now it's the Washington Post. Now it's the New York Times. Now it's CNN, MSNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS, ad nauseum repeating each other's attacks against you over and over and over and over. It's not the same world. You know, somebody wrote on a Substack the other day that that's great. Just because you're the tallest kid in kindergarten does not mean you're, you're ready for the NBA. And that's what uh, I think they're going to find. They, they did find out already. And if they haven't learned, they're going to have to come to grip with it soon. Unless, like you said, they figure out some rules change to keep Trump from being able, even though he has the delegates, from being able to take the nomination because, you know, we can't have this criminal as our nominee. Or so, Believe me, folks, don't let don't put anything below these people. Then not, there's nothing. That's all. Oh, no. No, that, that's Nothing yeah. beneath them. No. Yeah. They are the they are they are scraping the bottom bottom of the barrel, and then they'll keep going. You know, let me. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to throw this one last thing because we're talking a little bit more about. Uh, I don't know. There's a few things here. Number one, I had I, I have two last questions I want to throw your way. See what you think. The MAID program, the assisted suicide program in Canada. Yeah. I was talking about this before we went live. Some studies up there in Canada are saying that anywhere from a quarter to one-third of Canadians are okay with now prescribing assisted suicide for people who are merely homeless, broke. We're not even talking about terminal illnesses or anything, just p being poor, for being depressed. There's giving a, up. Just giving up. And, 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 and they also, for all, all ages too, all right? Now, Europe is already, has been flirting with that for a long time. Earlier this month, though, on this show I covered it as well, Vermont became the first state in the union to allow out-of-staters to come in to be killed. Now, I don't even know what question to ask you about this, Rich, because we just continue to choose death and mutilation over life and hope, 
and it's just uh, you when we want to talk about giving up you want to talk about that I don't think that there's any more uh, a, a stronger way of expressing that than seeing the popularity and the the criteria the criterion expand on all of these expanding so what do you so what do you what do you you think about this what does this say that to us about a culture especially since it's becoming a lot more statistically significant in in uh in um canada right now ten thousand people a year are offing themselves through the state you know through the state ten thousand people a year they're up to now so what is this telling you overall as a person who studies the trends and wants to understand people well I'll say this, you got to be careful, especially if you're in a country where the biggest group of uh, gun deaths every year is not from, you know, person on person violence, it's suicide. So uh, we're already inclined to this. You know, this is such a big question, Frank, because like, you know, I can get into the, the superficial of it and, and I will, but, you know, to me, it's almost like this is an extension of stuff we have talked about before where if you're going it's very dangerous because once you start a society begins to devalue life right you're already starting to kick you know responsibility to your fellow man and yourself and each other you're already kicking that to the bureaucracy the administrative state because you basically just don't want to be bothered with it so you're not taking the road less traveled the harder but right road as collectively as a society we're taking the easier path, which is to put other people, to delegate our duties to our fellow man, to you know this very cold, callous, and calculated body uh, we call a bureaucracy. So the parameters of acceptable you know prescription will continue to expand because these people have no connection to the, uh, the to the to the potential uh, patients uh, in any humane way whatsoever. There is no human connection. So. You'll start with, uh, you know, people who are homeless and why would they live in such economic despair? It's their decision. You know, who are we to stop them from killing themselves? We should just let them do it. Meanwhile, let's load of crap. You know it and I know it. They want to kill the homeless people and get rid of them as a problem. All right. And it's just so much easier. And then lie and say somehow it's humane. That'll move on to people with disabilities. Uh, This is the natural course of these very grotesque and barbaric kind of policies. Going back years and years ago, I really wrestled with this myself because remember Dr. Kevorkian? Mm-hmm. Uh, then I would think to you know who 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 is the government to have any right um, to stop somebody who's terminally ill from deciding to die with dignity on their own terms? But of course, the people who opposed Dr. Kevorkian weren't really talking about that. And if you go back and really listen to some of the most outspoken critics, this is what they were worried about this Mm -hmm. that if you make this okay then this will continue and it will it's a slippery slope and it will go from you know dr kevorkian being just this compassionate guy i was trying to give people because i understand that actually frank and i think you know if i was four stage for you know well not even i don't want to say anything i believe in the power of words and i don't want to say anything out loud if i was in some of the dr kevorkian's patients position then I could very much sympathize with that, and I get that. I'm not the kind of guy who would want to deal with that. I'm a t- a type male, I, you know, and it's like going to be on my. It's I feel like I understand that I can empathize with that. The problem is, at the end of the day, you're still devaluing human life, and you're still going to end up falling down that slippery slope because people are going to say, well, if it's all right here, why isn't it all right in these cases? 
And unfortunately, these things have a tend to expand, right? If it's abortion, is it really just about a woman who has to worry about the life, uh, her, her own life during childbirth? We shouldn't make abortion illegal because you know, then there's these terrible instances of when a woman's life is in jeopardy. Right, or rape what and about incest. That woman's raped. Right, Frank, right. And then all at the end of the day, that's all a load of horse, you know what? It's really about the woman doesn't want a breast to sag. She's too young. Baby's in the way. I want to go to college. I have five boyfriends. That's why women get abortions. Only black women do it for economic reasons in any large appreciable share. That's the truth. And actually, it's probably a lot worse than what we know because big blue liberal states refuse to report abortion surveillance statistics. So it's probably a lot worse. But for the most part, we went from being worried about that uh, you know, poor and largely white. Safe and women. rare. Yeah, that's right. And safe and rare, Bill Clinton, right? We went from, and who was he talking to? He wasn't talking about some inner city uh, African-American woman who couldn't support that baby. He was talking about like, you know, the middle of the country, Kansas, you know, white woman. That's what it really, who that message was tailored to. And at the end of the day, it was a lie. That's not at all how this manifested in real public policy. Mm -hmm. So we went on to kill at least a half a million babies a year, and we called it some kind of pro progress, all right? Like, we're progressive. We're such forward thinkers, right? Meanwhile, it's really just barbarism at its core. So Canada's getting a little bit, um, not a little bit. If you look at Canada with some of these social trends, they tend to lead the, uh, the rest of the West, or even definitely this hemisphere, the United States, by at least 10 years, right? So first, and I do not mean it's never been my hill to die on gay marriage, but first it was uh, most definitely gay marriage. And then as people were worried about that, a slippery slope, uh, there became things that are much, much more darker, which we're now experiencing, okay? Uh, but Canada had to deal with that way before. So uh, anything that uh, they're, they're doing, Frank, I rest assured, you know, uh, you'll be seeing it here. Yeah, no, and it's already starting. You know, it definitely is starting. Because right. Vermont, and another one I'm thinking of, Frank, is a doctor. What is it? It's 2023, maybe 10 years ago or so. Um, you know, this was a doctor who was basically, uh, I don't want to say glorifying pedophilia, but most certainly arguing to courts constantly to reduce the sentence sentence he was a canadian doctor reduce the sentence of these pedophiles convicted pedophiles who kept reoffending because it's not their fault and by the way you're a bigot because you discriminate against pedophiles when it's not their fault just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's evil or whatever you know it's they're born like this it's and and you're just a bad person. You're a, a narrow-minded, backward, you know, thinker, stupid conservative because you think that it's unnatural or unhealthy for a grown-ass man to want to sleep with a prepubescent child. You know, so again, that was ten years ago, and now we're hearing these arguments right here well, in the United States. So let me ask, let me ask this since, since you've you've broken a couple of different and this this gets me right into my last question of the night. What do you think, or what? Oh, not What do you make of the pre-Pride Month? Because all this is happening in in May, the corporate transgender suicide pact. Yeah, it, I mean, it is a suicide pact among major brands all over the place. Forget Total that target. Even forget that weird 
that weird Mother's Day, the weird the weird Mother's Day campaign. Everybody's getting emailed about. We know Mother's Day is a hard day. Do you want not want to hear about hear, hear about mothers from? A, I'm sure nobody's getting. We know that Pride is a little bit weird. Do you not want to hear get blasted in the face with some rainbow energy? Nobody's getting that. People are already starting to get the Father's Day emails. But you know, I'm. I'll, I'll just take the, this latest example for you, which is Chick Fil A. I'm old enough, Rich, to remember just 10 years ago yeah. when the le the left was trying to get people to boycott Chick-fil-A because it made donations to groups that were so-called anti-gay mafia. 10 years later... Family Research Council. And here we are 10 years later, 11 years later, they now have a diversity and inclusion officer that they just announced, which you know that's the death knell of any of any organization and their their CEO Dan Cathy was just crawling around on stage somewhere uh, saying that all whites should get on their knees and shine black people's shoes with a sense of shame and a sense of embarrassment over slavery from 200 years ago and he's saying this as he's saying this on 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 his hands and knees on stage somewhere he is shining the shoes of one of the black panel panelists on this show that he's doing. It's the most pathetic sight to see someone who is generations removed from a real or perceived injustice submit themselves to a new type of slavery. That's for one. But what the hell do you think is uh, what is driving this corporate suicide pact? Because it's not making it's not making inroads with anybody. It's really hurting them a lot. Yeah, I think they part of this, and we don't talk about this enough because people always say, well, what the hell are they thinking? Look at how much Target has lost. Look at the stock. Look at Anheuser-Busch, how much in sales they have lost. Profits down the window. They had a fiduciary responsibility. We hear this all the time. You know, Frank, I think part of this that we don't discuss enough is very simple. They're used to getting their way. They're used to being able to do this. And at the end of the day, there isn't this kind of pushback that really, and I don't even want to say the right because these people scream so loud, you would think they're a majority, but they're not. They're mm -hmm. a very tiny minority, um, but they just have a very big microphone. They're very intimidating. They have a lot of powerful friends, so they get away with it. And it's only been recently that there's been consequence, right? Uh, so I think that it's this group thing, kind of, it definitely is a group thing culture, and there's a social bias element to corporate America. So that's definitely uh, play, plays a big role, but it's never butted up against anything before, right? And then they're used to getting culture and society to move in the direction that frankly, they force them to move into. And this time it's just not there. They've just gone too far You know, because the, yeah, I sorry. think from, yeah, just like even take Christians, for instance, who are always the targets you were saying before Chick-fil-A. Um, and if you remember correctly, a nutcase leftist, a gay nutcase left leftist went into the family research council and began shooting people. And then with their dying bodies, he stuffed Chick-fil-A sandwiches in their mouth. Do you remember that? No. Uh, in Washington, DC, that was a mass shooting in Washington, DC at the family research council. Um, I believe on K Street. I think it was their place. It was like their pack. Or not, Shit, at that time. I didn't know that. But yeah, lobby. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and in any event, most normies, and even Christian, you know, people of faith. Yeah, sure, they oppose things like gay marriage. But it's like live your own, live and let live. You know, I don't approve of the lifestyle, but I'm not God. It's not for me to judge. 
then you start messing with the kids though that's and, it and you get yeah and that's it man that's a line and they started doing that all in the same toe because now though that wagon's been hitched to the transgender movement it's hitched to it and there's no other way there's no way to separate them anymore at first they really wanted to hitch them to the to uh basically something similar to the gay marriage movement right and in truth a lot of people in the gay community did not want that and good for them uh because they are now more hitched with the extreme aspect of this dealing with the children going after the children influencing the children attempting to indoctrinate these children uh, groom these children and that's just a bridge too far so i think we're going to it's going to be interesting to watch what happens here with corporate america because they're gonna they're crazy and they uh it's not like it used to be 20 30 years ago there's no allegiance to the country they're multinational companies most of these companies they don't give a damn about american uh exceptionalism or american strength they don't care about that any more than their cheap supply lines from china i mean there's just that that's secondary actually to the cheap supply lines from china or the cheap purchasing of goods from china they have lived and allowed to exist and live in this bubble and push these agenda items but they've never stepped over a line where they've met this kind of resistance and it doesn't look like it's letting up this time that's the difference frank i'm, I'm really surprised doesn't. by that I, I really am and i and i'm pleasantly surprised Let's because see how it changes after you know right if this keeps up hey if we're, we're if we're already seeing that bud light and many anheuser-busch lines product lines are just being left wholesale like yeah. pe people are it's almost like watching you know when you put you put some you put a piece of uh sugar a, a sugar cube down on the floor and then you put some aspartame down on the floor and you see the ants yeah. walk right past the aspartame for the sugar i mean it's it, it's 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 like that and i said well th listen this is great we know the kind of money that are behind these big corporations the incentives that they have with all this esg dei nonsense out there i mean blackrock is I mean, ESG is essentially BlackRock, and BlackRock is essentially the Federal Reserve. So we're talking about limitless money to try to destroy the culture and change it into something a lot more uh, malleable and weak. And that's exactly what transgenderism is supposed to usher in, is a, a certain level of weakness and, and, and dependence. Um, but Pride Month, I think that it's been getting outed for the degeneracy that it is in big ways the last few years outed by everyone including gay people who don't want to be frank, associated I know a ton of gay, I, they frank, don't want to be associated with it gay friends family members they don't want any part of this no no they don't want any part of this so they get mad you try to put them on they hate the lgbtq you know blah 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 they can't stand that because it's like whoa 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 you know, we're not, those all are not in the same category. First of all, I don't even know what the hell you just added to the end of that string, but it's it, it's not in the spirit of what, um, you know, they had been asking for. And I, listen, I would, I, I would be insulted. Listen, it, sh I mean? it shouldn't be a surprise that, that all of, when you think about that, how the last couple of years, June, I mean, people are clowning on June. Uh, they, they'll blast you in the face. If, if you put on television, you're watching network television, you get blasted in the face. But but people clown on the month of June, yeah. the last three or four years, big time. So when I look at this, it shouldn't be a surprise that all of these brands 
might have been deliberately victimizing themselves in the weeks leading up to June because yes, it is they a part. Oh yeah. Wait, it, like, well, you just said right there, it's it Don't is put a, it past them. No, I know because it is part of the quickening. There is a certain quickening about this. Like you said, they feel like they can have been able to get get all get off with anything and just push whatever the hell they want. But you can't tell me that all the beer companies and the target chains and the sports teams and whatever that they don't that they don't know that they're self sabotaging. This messaging is more valuable than the billions lost. I really do believe that and I think this messaging of the world is after us and, and to be able to create that precedent for weeks leading into their holy month is uh, is is worth the billions lost because again, what is standing behind all of this? It is essentially the central banks. They have all the money they need. Yeah. And and Frank, I mean, well, we saw this with Silicon Valley Bank, et cetera, et cetera. They had no clear, no, no, or at least it appeared that they just didn't care about any fiduciary responsibility, any kind of fiscal sanity. They just didn't care. Pushing what they wanted to push, insolvent ideas. Uh, that mattered more to them. And they figured, you know what? The Fed's going to jump in and save me anyway. And guess what? They were right, at least if you're Signature Bank and others. Um, you know, but yeah, back, you know, just one last thing. I got to say, you know, I was talking about the Bush thing with a gay friend. And he, you know what he said? He, Mulvaney is not, like, doesn't belong in the same group, acronym, whatever you want to call it. I'm gay and I admit I'm gay. Like, so the, the, they, he, he views the transgender uh, movement as something totally different. These are people. He said, "You're just you're not a woman. You're just gay. You're not a man trapped in a woman's body. So you need to change your physical makeup. You're you're literally try to undergo some kind of mutilation to change your sex. That you're not, you're just gay. And out of being that or some inability to deal with it, you've created in this mind what is now." Uh, you're suffering from gender dysphoria. So it's so simple. You know, even it, it's so simple. How could you not be insulted if you're a gay person? How could you not be? Yeah. It's like you're, you're saying that you're beyond my lifestyle choice. You, that actually maybe what? They're too stupid to realize that they're not gay. They're a, a woman or a man trapped in another gender's body. Frank, it think it really put some thought to it it doesn't make any logical sense no no the that... two aren't compatible with each other and he's totally right so he's then... totally right yeah, that's, that's why there's always needs to be something else. I feel like when whenever something doesn't make sense, let's just wait a couple more weeks. I'm sure we're gonna they're gonna tip their hand. Something else. <laughs> hey, you know what? One last question, personal question before we leave. Uh, sure. On Saturday night, I asked the audience, uh, "What was the greatest adventure you have?" A little... What's the greatest adventure you were ever on or ever embarked on? Uh, off the top of your head, is there any thing that you did, place that you went, experience that you saw? That, you know, and, and you saw. Did you go on a a really dangerous trail? Did you look for a hidden oh, relic somewhere? God. What's the greatest adventure of your life? Did do you have one? God, uh, you know, I don't know why in hell I thought of this when you said it, but you said dangerous trail. Oh. Uh, I I it doesn't have I to be dangerous. Got into a physical fight with a badger. A badger. Uh, yeah, that, I don't know why it popped in my head, but because um, first of all, I like those shows like I Was Prey and I Survived. And then you said Dangerous Trail, so it made me think about it. a friend of mine who's uh, he's passed now, unfortunately. He's like like so many of us had battled uh, with with an addiction, and he lost that battle, mm. unfortunately. So he's gone now. But uh, yeah, he poked his head in a badger. 
den or something. She must have been in there with babies. Then came out like, what? Jumped on him. And I'm like beating it with a stick trying to get it off him. And I couldn't. Um, oh. You know, we had gone backpacking for like two weeks. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and then I didn't know what else to do. So he was like reeling in pain and he was getting messed up. So I decided just to grab the thing and I, I just got midi, I, not medieval. I got primitive on this thing, Frank. I'm like, you want a bite? You want a scratch? Um, were, were you were you badly the, infected? By the way, were the you taking the when you had the badger? Oh, are you at this point? Are you swinging it and slamming it against things? <laughs> no, I'm protecting my neck, my eyes. Uh, no, it's not like. <laughs> so no, it was a straight fight of you want to bite me? I'll bite you. You bit wanna, the badger? Oh, I bit it. Oh, it was hilarious. God you bit bless you Paul. bit God a <laughs> you bit a badger. <laughs> God rest him. God rest his soul. He was one of a kind. He had crazy SOB. I'm like, I think that's a bear den or something. Because it looked like a bear. Like a bear. Could you, wait, 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 wait. Did your bite kill the badger? No. But it was enough to get it to... to I'm telling you, you bite an animal back, they'll let go. Human beings actually have a really strong bite. So that thing whelped like a newborn baby suffering for oxygen. It was great. And then ran away. Uh, yeah, but you know, I've done a lot of things, Frank. I mean, a, a lot of adventures. You know, I'm a, I, I love survival uh, challenges. So I've done a lot of crazy stuff like that. Of course, I was in the army. That was one challenge after the other. And what I did, not it, it isn't always, but uh, with what I did, it was. Um, man, yeah, there's a lot. One thing I can tell you, I want to do, which is. I don't know that I'll ever be able to, but uh, I want to uh, shark dive, basically, which would be crazy. Oh, they're coming back. Yeah, Listen, I want to do it. You Frank. can do it. I want to do it. I we do. And I know Laura's like, you're nuts. Uh, and I know I am. But, you know, first I'll start with some cage diving or something. But uh, for a long time, my, my dream was always to do it off seal island and now they are starting to come back off seal I, island i just read on time. friday night rich that there Man. is there that the not only just the great white population is coming back but that scientists marine biologists and all all that said that especially in the atlantic ocean it is teeming with new new life that there it, it that, that the population of sea life is just coming back and the great whites among them so you're going to have plenty of opportunity they're probably going to become land uh, land uh, faring soon they're just going to start walking onto the onto the beach. I'll tell you, Frank. I mean, we see these. We had the year of the shark, and we had this increase, um, you know, in, in shark attacks year over year. And people are like, oh, you know, must be every every year is Shark Week, and they're talking about climate change. You know, it's always behind it. It's ridiculous. You, we, we were engaging in conservation efforts for years, and obviously, over time, that's going to reap rewards so there's just going to be more people in the water with more sharks yeah. and i'm a guy of statistics the more that that happens the more we increase the likelihood or the chance of some kind of interaction woman from connecticut was just attacking turks and caicos um and that followed a, an attack in new jersey mm -hmm. uh one one uh the, unfortunately she lost her leg so i mean this stuff is just gonna you know gonna be the case but laura thinks i'm nuts but i want to do it i want to see frank I want to see from the cage a great white breach 
going after a seal, a cutout of a seal. I don't care. Rich, right? you're I mean, the seal in that in that situation, Rich. You you. That's become... what Laura says. You're going to be the seal, <laughs> idiot. You know, like. But I want to see a multi-ton animal lift itself out of the water like that, Frank, and twist. Uh, and then you know, I, like I said, I probably would never even get beyond a cage, but. You know, if I could stick my arm outside the cage as that thing goes by, obviously with his head or her head, you know, beyond it, then I want to. I've seen sharks. I have uh, even in uh, um, Brielle, New Jersey. I'm an idiot. He has my young, youthful indiscretions, uh, as many people, I'm sure, have no doubt will tell you. You know, I, I just just got out of the army. And I was being stupid. And I, uh, you know, I had an encounter with a bull shark, which was fun. Um, but I had a, an old landlord, and he used to house all the stuff from the University of Florida that wasn't in the exhibit. And they have a great shark exhibit. And I've always loved sharks, always have. But I walk into this place one day. We stopped by. He was like, hey, I got to take a quick stop. And we go into this warehouse where he has all these dinosaur bones. He had what was like a little 15 feet, a little over 15 foot, great white, completely taxidermied. So it wasn't his, it was the University of Florida's. And I'm looking at this thing, and I know these things get bigger than that, obviously. You know, I mean, an 18 foot female, 20 foot female, it's not unheard of anymore. You can see them on Shark Week when they're tagging them. They're monstrous. That 15 footer could have eaten me alive, frankly. Mm. So, I mean, I just want to sit in a cage as a 15, you know, God, even better, 18 foot. And I know it would be terrifying, but just go by and I just want to reach out and touch that shark. Well, that that right there would be an adventure in itself, Rich. That's my, I've been, this has been a dream for a long time, Frank, long time. Well, you know, I, I will say this. I think when it comes to, I told Lauren yesterday, I would really like to scuba dive. Uh, in, but it, it's always, yeah. it's always yeah. a, about the what the it's the the situation. Where are the waters? What's the condition of the waters? I know right. some people like there's some great. There's a few people on on YouTube. I want to bring on the show and interview. Like there's a couple of great scuba diving channels where. This guy will go diving into lakes and recover cars from accidents. He'll go into, he'll go in, in into ponds and he'll go into oceans and all types of great stuff. But he'll also jump into the Hudson. He'll jump into the Oof. east. He'll jump into the East River and he'll go to the bottom of the East Oof. River and see what he can. And that shit, Rich. When I'm in water, dark. And you're talking about darkness there. If I had a shark that came out of the darkness within like five feet of me, no, I would need to see a shark coming from at least 50 feet away. I could not see that emerge from the darkness. I'd be, I'd be screwed up. It'd be a this nightmare. Is why, you know, I was, then, then honestly, Frank, you know, where I've, uh, d diving has been, is beautiful. I, I, I won't do it here because like, there's a place where everyone here goes to dive. It's in Moorhead city. Um, but it also happens to be the shipwreck capital of like the Eastern seaboard and there are bull sharks everywhere and they're nuts. And these people are doing it and they're like, Oh, you don't want to go Richard? Don't you like to dive? Uh, no, thanks. But in Florida, uh, you know, Venice beach, the Siesta keys, uh, we've dove there before and the, you know, we did have some encounters with some different species of sharks, but barracuda. You know, you may see a barracuda or something. I'm not kidding. Snook, a lot of snook or whatever. It depends where you go. But um, 
it's not you can see them coming from a, a way off frank so if, if that's a comfort issue with you uh then the the gulf coast of florida not that bad just don't obviously you can go further out and things change but uh you can go there there's diving places right or it used to be i don't know if covid took them out but there were diving uh schools right by venice and siesta key is one of my favorite in Sar sarasota uh safe maybe you one know, day as safe as it gets my friend as well, safe as it gets maybe and very pretty i yeah. it looks very pretty from what i see in the videos but you see I, manatees and everything man it's really cool one Dolphins, day manatees. i gotta i gotta do it i gotta pretend i'm i'm in a really a far off exotic place but then again it is exotic so and that's right here yeah right here so listen um that's it for tonight but we are gonna i'm gonna be on your show on friday right what time yes. is that gonna be what time uh, noon Eastern Standard Time is when the show starts. Okay. But I have to look. I think Laura's got you coming on twelve thirty. I could be wrong, but I thought it was twelve thirty. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man, a lot. Well, the audience is gonna love it. Friday is always like a Q and A, freewheeling. We call it freewheeling Friday kind of thing, so we can just shoot it, you know, and uh, shoot the, you know what? It's gonna be a lot of fun. Right up my alley. I can't wait to hang That's with you. What I figured. And Rich, thank you for tonight. I have your locals in the description of the episode, and yes. uh, as always, a wonderful co-host on this uh, on this last week of every month. So have a good one, and send my best to the whole family over there. We'll do right back at you and yours, and I'll see you Friday, my friend. Later. Be good. There you go. There's Rich doing his thing, wrestling, biting badgers. I'm glad. I'm glad I asked that question. All right. Really quick break. Come back. Super chats. And then we're out of here. Looks like we're going to have to have a full show anyway. It's already 20 to 9. And um, don't go anywhere. We're almost done. We're almost done. Oh, my gosh. Please. Please don't leave. It's intermission time, folks. Time out. Press the like button. Thank you. Welcome to Intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Yeah, Intermission. Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Not quite. Let's go, Brandon. Quite frankly in Roma Italia. Quite frankly. You're going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch, quite frankly, with Frank.
you guys for sticking around we're almost out of here and uh, i really appreciate it i knew it was going to be an easy night easy lifting with rich barris and on on friday afternoon i will be on his show for the first time and i can't wait to do it because i like chilling all right over into rockfin njsf says also to check are the Comey links to the HSBC cartel money laundering prior to his FBI appointment. He's so comfortable, isn't he, when he goes out there and he hawks his books? So comfortable. The guy's just not a care in the world. Booze Fighter Ahab says, Hey, Frank, I got my Aurora art in the mail last week, but was out of town absolutely magnificent. She's a prodigy. I'll shoot a pic when I get fr- when I get it framed. Uh, much love to you and the family. Oh, and by the way, up with the Franklies and down with the Francisies. This is getting. This is not very cordial. I told Matt, several people at at Memorial Day yesterday said, Matt, uh, you really started something here with the Franciscans. I just wanted to stay cordial. It's okay if if there's a secret assassination-based organization (laughs) inside of the the stream culture. But we need to keep this cool with the rest of the people. On Rumble, we've got a Rumble rant. Let's see, we got a couple. Oh, we have one, one right here from Brian. And Brian says, I'll take a Frank on a bun with relish and catsup, no beans for me. Catsup? Like ketchup? I had a... Did I have a hot dog yesterday? I think I did. I think I did. little mustard, little spicy brown mustard, little ketchup. But that was the last bun I consumed. Everything else was the, the steak that I was cooking. I was taking strips off of that. I had a cheeseburger, but without the bun. That was fantastic. My sister-in-law made a really good chili, bean and chili, bean and meat chili, really nice and hot too. It was good. And then I was, I was cooking up a storm. It was good. I had another uh, steak that was left over from yesterday. Today I cooked it to break my fast around 3, 3 p.m. along with a couple of crab cakes that I didn't use yesterday too. Put that in the cast iron with uh, on the on the side burner with a nice big lump of butter. Oh man, it's good. It's very good. So, hey. It was a good day yesterday. A lot more of my family showed up than I thought. I was surprised. By the end of the night, there was 30, 40 people. At the height of it, I should say. And I just didn't expect it. So we had to go out and make a couple extra meat runs. Of course, this was lower quality meat in the second half of the day compared to the first half where we we spent a little bit a little bit too much but we do this on holidays when me and mike go out shopping it's not good 
at least it's better than when Anthony and Mike go out shopping. They come back with uh, $50, $55 worth of really cheap desserts. Like, what is this? I said, well, just remember, you guys are taking this with you. You're not leaving these. When, when you go to a supermarket and you can walk out with a, with a five-pound plastic tin of chocolate chip cookies for 99 cents, it was literally made with cardboard. Why the, the price should ward you off? That should make you want to run. You cannot get anything, that much of anything for 99 cents. Unless it's nuclear waste. That's probably more expensive. Never mind. But um, thank you, Jesse, over there on pill.net. Thank you, Winston Dave says, when is Chris Ann coming back? I have to get in touch with Chris Ann. Oh, I have to, I have to go through my notes. I have to, what I do is I find topics first. And then I, I make the appropriate invitations. And I've just been, uh, I've been out of it. I gotta go, I still have to watch Chris Ann's second film. So that should probably be the first thing I do. Porpoiseful, thank you so much. EO2Dave says, I agree, let's have some fun. I don't, don't believe the fear porn. Yeah. Yes be good to just see what's coming like that whole Trump thing serious serious stuff how are they going to wrestle away the nomination that's what they really want to do but when they do that's that's really the end of it and there's already enough of you out there who believe that he's um, he's been a controlled plant uh, black magician from the beginning but from a just surface level there too, if you're just playing for optics here, if he, there is nothing holding him back from winning the nomination without interference from, again, higher complicit powers. So that would be the end. And I already believe it's really the end. I don't, um, just for the, for tradition's sake at this point, I'm throwing him one last vote because everything else is, what are you going to get accomplished locally? Like for example, Whoopi Goldberg, I saw, I read a little bit of an article today just because I wanted to laugh at her stupidity where she was talking about a really strict abortion law or a set of abortion laws that's, that's been passed in Arkansas. And she made some kind of like, I, I don't understand what, how does a, how, how does a state, what, what business? It, it's not, it's not a state's business. It's the only business. It's the only legal entity that is actually appropriate on legislating on such an issue. You know, that's that's it. I would, that's the only thing that matters now. To tip my cap to people in counties and towns and cities and villages around the country with their sheriffs, with their city councils, and sometimes they have a great healthy state government, good for you, keep it that way, and keep confusing the dumb, knuckle-dragging idiots like Whoopi Goldberg and her friends on The View. Keep confusing them. I, what, what business is it to state? Keep confusing them because they're so hopelessly stupid. That's the only thing that matters to me now. Presidents really don't matter. But, um, but there's nothing holding Donald Trump back from nomination uh, except from, again, coordinated attack with, with Ron DeSantis holding standing there with his hands out hoping to catch a nomination in his hands that's the only thing he's standing there for because he will never beat trump 
So that'll be your cue on just how far gone it all is. Uh, EO2 Dave, thank you again. C Blanche, P Quest, Bacon Slut, Sean Joe, Robert Sarns, Chai Possum says, Great show, Frank and Rich. Thank you. And Axo Pax says, Excited for George Nori this June. What an unexpected birthday gift. Is your birthday the 29th? Well, happy birthday. Uh, it's unexpected for me, too. I'll talk about some, some new um, staff we have on. This was actually the first uh, big get from my new uh, booking booking uh, agent, associate producer, and, uh, and we're going to do a lot more big stuff like that, and we'll make some announcements later on, some official welcomes, and on we go. All right, it's 8.51. I've done everything that's been sent in to me, and uh, I cannot leave my company in the other room waiting too much longer. But I'm glad I got to go overtime with you. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being here. There's anything else I wanted to say? Oh, for the subscriber raffles, we had two winners. I had to do two this this uh, week because we we were not able to get around to April and we didn't have any prizes. But we found that we got it all done. So we drew two names from the monthly subscribers. And if you become a monthly member at any tier, you're automatically entered into these raffles. In April, Quality Redemptions won. Have not heard back from them yet, but I also want to say congratulations for our May winner, which is Kinda Ford. Kinda and uh, and Quality Redemptions won a little bit of chocolate. They won a little bit of silver. That's coming their way, and we'll have more interesting things to give away for June and beyond. So become a sponsor, and if you are looking to get in on a nice book, get in on Book Club on Thursday night starts starts then and it never stops all right good night everybody it's great to hang out with you and thanks again to rich barris at people's pundit daily tomorrow's another day thank you so much for this evening and i think we are live on quite frankly tv after this show concludes i'm pretty sure we are but uh if you're there just stay tuned for a few more minutes and we'll see what we got cooking don't go anywhere See you tomorrow. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, it's filmed for a live studio audience. Now, our super chatter, starting with NJSF and Booze Fighter Ahab and Brian Frank One. Thank you guys and gals over there on the foxhole with all of your wonderful gold pills. I'm releasing this scratch in right now. And until tomorrow, good night.